is in the Navy, the other in the Army. Both are degenerates. Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler, bringing you local and global veteran news and resources from the warfighter's perspective. They've got your six on American Warfighter Radio. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's the first time we heard our opening from the new voice guy. Who did that? We are both degenerates. That who, is absolutely who, who's the correct. guy that? Who's the professional that decided to sign on with us? That was definitely not my his, voice. His, his name sick. is Joe Michaels. Joe, Joe Mi- Michaels. He well, is a national out, voice. So yeah. Shout out to Joe Michaels. <laughs> Thank you for doing that and calling us degenerates. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I oh, mean, there's worse stuff that comes on later on. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I if I could go with degenerate. I, I've never been. Such called such a gentlemanly word. <laughs> Never. Chris Buckaloo, the uh, Warfighter Perspective News this week. Buck, are you there, brother? I'm here, brother. How are you? Oh, man. Oh, man. You're super super clear this time. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. I Sounds really good, man. I'm going to turn up some of my microphone, too, because you sound so awesome, brother. Hey, man, we got the uh, you got the weekly Warfighter News. We want to jump right into that. But first, a minute. First, uh, I don't think the uh, the audience knows how you got your nickname, Bullethead. You want to talk about that? Well, I could talk about that. Um, Let's talk about the bullet head. There was, there's a degenerate named Boone Cutler <laughs> that um, <laughs> uh, thought that the shape of my head resembled a bullet. And because um, I'm, I'm a bald man by choice. And so he dubbed me Bullethead Bucklew. And I've, uh, that's just kind of stuck. It's, uh, it's, it's so. kind of stuck. Have you ever seen the, the particular way a 45 ACP is rounded and the color of it? Well, yes. that's, that's, uh, that's his head. My oh, wonderful! It's very forty-five ACP-ish. Okay. Yes. All right. Now that's when, when your own when your own mother tells you your head is pointy, then you got a pointy head. So. <laughs> you know, speaking of mothers, you know, when I was a kid, my mother had to duct tape my duct tape my diapers to me so they didn't fall down. I got no ass. Well, there you go. And then uh, we we moved on into a different color frame last last week. It was uh, what uh, pearlescent gradient. Now it's forty five ACP ish. Today is the f- you know what? Let's coin it. Uh, that is today is the forty five ACP bullethead show. No, right. <laughs> Let's make sure we label that properly when we put it up online. And want to say hello to everybody out there in the, the social media space. We are watching the social media page right now on American Warfighter Radio. So if you got some comments and you want to throw that out there, I will do my best. I'm watching it i might be a little bit slow but i will definitely say hello to you and uh and see we're going who we got there so far uh we got chris carney we got uh gwen yo uh and that's that if that is your real name gwen yo and uh and chris carney they're on there right now with a few other people so join us on american warfighter radio on the facebook page and let's get some interaction going chris buckaloo bullethead man what's the news man give it to us so we got two uh two stories for today um so one of them I thought was interesting, and I found this one on, um, I believe it was Stars and Stripes. It might have been the Army Times. Anyway, there's a new uh, award coming out that's going to be available for much of uh, the military, the Army anyway. It's called the Expert Soldier Badge. Uh, so this is going to be similar to the Expert Infantry Badge, Expert Field Medic Badge. Um, I guess all the other MOSs felt left out that they couldn't become an expert in any field so the army is implementing this new expert soldier badge which they say um will be uh, testing soldiers on physical fitness obviously marksmanship there will be a daytime and a land uh, and a nighttime land nav course uh and other quote unquote war fighting tasks um this will be eligible to everyone who's not infantry and who is not in a medical position that would be eligible for the efmb um they said also that this test will um encompass 80 percent 
of the tasks that are already in the EIB test and the EFMB test. I don't know what the other 20% would be. Um, and it does end in a 12-mile road march, similar to the EIB and the EFMB. Uh, so this is going to be implemented sometime in 2020. Um, so Sergeant Major of the Army Daily has, has come out and reported on this. So the ESB, Expert Soldier Badge for all the uh, non-combat arms and non-medical uh, folks will have a chance to become an expert soldier uh, and take this test. Do you know what, what I you think? think you know what I see, how, what you think they'll do? You know what? I think they're going to do fantastic. But I think what this will really do, and I think it's probably the uh, secondary effect, is that they're, it's, it's going to allow the true pogues to self-identify. <laughs> that's exactly right it will yeah. allow the true pogues to self-identify because uh, you know the military is very uh competitive and now you know you got that that guy who's been poking out for the last 17 years <laughs> you know he's like what what i've been papering i've been i've been pencil whipping my my road marches for the last 10 years what am i going to do now so you know right. i i think it's i can see where it's a very positive thing i think it will have positive effects of course people are going to be like oh what is this this is the next trophy award you know the participation trophy for joining the military and people are going to say that cuz cuz we talk a lot of trash but um i think it's a good way for pogues the true pogest of the pogues to self-identify because they're not even going to try. You know what this makes me think it is. Uh, Tell me. It, it, it's starting to feel like everybody gets a trophy kind of thing uh, because the Command Sergeant Major Edward Mitchell, uh, who is the senior enlisted leader at the Center for Initial uh, Military Training, said that we wanted every soldier to make sure that they understand that they're experts in their field. So it's almost like, hey, you get a trophy, and you get a trophy. Well, it's not like they're just going to get it. I mean, you still got to do it. And if, it's, if the standards are as strict as the EIB, I've got an EIB expert instruments badge. I remember when I got it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the most of the time, I'll say most of the time, uh, you know, it's it's very rigorous. It is very rigorous, and the, the standards are very yeah. strong. And anybody who's ever spent you know weeks upon end training up for the the EIB or the EFMB. Uh, they understand that, and and I don't see a problem doing that with the rest of the military. I really don't. I think it's a good idea, and like I said, I think it will get the pogest of the pogish to uh, self-identify and hopefully get the hell out of the military. That's what I think, one, one and that's what I hope. About it, they, they did say, just like the EIB and the EFMB, um, you know, there are no separate standards for males and females, obviously. And, you know, in the infantry, it's always just been, you know, male only. Um, so, but with this ESP, B, there's not going to be different standards for males and females. It's going to be one set of standards. Of course, we can probably guess, you know, which end of the spectrum those standards are going to fall towards. Um, but it is supposed to be, you know, one set of standards for everybody who is not infantry, not field medic to, you know, be able to take this test and get this badge. And I think probably a lot of people will. You know, there's some there's some hard charging troops out there that are, you know, not infantry and not field medic guys, you know, that can probably go out and do well and get this. But, yeah, it's a. It's it's the new combat action ribbon, you know. It's a or a combat action badge, whatever it was they came out with. So you know, now, if you want to talk about the CIB, I got one of those too, and I kicked a lot of doors with guys with CIBs. As a matter of fact, sat under fire with a lot of those guys. Oh yeah, you, you know what? That's right. I didn't think about it. you. Didn't have a CIB, did you? No, I I, I have a I, w I went in as the infantry. I reclassed into psychological operations, and yeah, so when right. I deployed into that's Iraq right. with an infantry unit. You know, I uh, I had my EIB there kicking doors and trying to get my CAB, and uh, we got to wrap this up, brother. But we got to we're gonna bring you back after the break. We got to talk about the rest of the stories. Shane and Boone, right here on American Warfighter Radio. We'll be right back. 
Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Dragonflies Mike and Lauren have a fantastic variety of products created by Lauren and many local folks. Handcrafted candles, soaps, lip balms, moisturizing creams, and lotions. Personally build your own essential body sprays and experience their bath and shower aroma therapy bombs. Mention this ad and receive $5 off your $20 purchase. Visit Dragonfly Bath and Body at 728 South Virginia Street or online at dragonflybath.com. Your body will thank you. The secret for losing weight has been revealed. If you could only say no to food, losing weight would be easy. Wouldn't you agree? But having food cravings makes that difficult. Hi, I'm Dr. David Nelson. I've discovered a natural, safe way to end your food cravings for good. Food cravings makes losing weight hard. With my discovery, you'll instantly and effortlessly be able to say no to that nighttime snack. Check it out at LoseFat911.com. The fact is people have difficulty losing weight because they can't control their cravings. For 20 years, I've been searching for an all-natural safe supplement that would help people control their cravings, and now I found it. I want to share that secret with you. Just go to LoseFat911.com. That's LoseFat911.com. And as a special bonus for the first 10 people that check it out, I'll give you a personalized one-on-one consultation valued at $150. Just go to LoseFat911.com for details. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. I can't believe he found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What, did he balance on that big chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. The military has language all its own. Made entirely of acronyms and abbreviations such as Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. You're listening to American Warfighter Radio with two Banffs, Boone Cutler, Shane Whitecloud. Oh, that's badass mother for those of you that didn't know. Well, we got that. We got that going for us. Uh, Chris Buckaloo, we got him on the line right now. We're talking about the uh, Warfighter News, the weekly news. We just talked about the new Expert Soldier Badge. Is that right, Chris? Is that what, the, is that what we're calling it? 
Yep, they have the ESB, Expert Soldier Badge. Uh, and and uh, so far, the general consensus in the local areas is going to be a good thing, but we're also going to talk a lot of trash because you know how we are, man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be guys out there saying it's the participation award, it's the participation trophy for the military, but no, they, the guys have to test for this. And yeah. uh, and I do not think the testing is going to be easy. I think they're going to set this thing. I, I can see it now. There's going to be a, a cadre of testers that are going to have to go through this, and they're going to get up to standards, and they're basically going to establish the standard and make it very difficult and so those difficulties are going to be passed on to the next participants and and truly establish standard raise the standard in the military and i think it has to happen that way because over the last i don't know there's there's been a few years in there that uh the, the military has been has, has taken a few lumps uh we pushed out a lot of good troops uh and and we've gotten you know we got to raise the standard. We got to get the standards back. The up. army is actually uh, starting to to really take charge in a lot of ways because last week we found out that they're actually the first ones to test these new lasers on the battlefield as well. So it's probably making more sense that we should probably add an expert badge for. Uh... Yeah, before we start giving lasers <laughs> to everybody, let's make sure they can shoot and stand up. I think that's a positive thing. Uh, I want to give send a shout out to uh, Del Wilbur. He's on our Facebook page right now, saying hello. He's checking Andre in. Andre Jackson's in there as well. Nice, 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 Melissa Andrews. Uh, nice to see you guys. Uh, Joey Blackman is sending out some waves there. And uh, thanks for joining us on the Facebook page, American Warfighter Radio. We want to uh, see you on there. We want to say hello, joining the discussion. Uh, Buckaloo, what's next for this weekly Warfighter news we're going to cover? So, big news that just came out, as most of you know, our acting Secretary of Defense, uh, Patrick Shanahan, uh, had recently had just withdrew his name from consideration for the permanent position at the Post, citing some uh, domestic violence issues within his family in the past. Now, these things weren't, this is not new news, not recently uncovered or anything. This has been out there for a while. Um, was not affecting him personally, the domestic violence charges. One of them involved his wife and one of them involved his son. Um, but anyway, it has popped up. He says he didn't want to put his family back through that again. He doesn't want to go through all that and, you know, reopen all those old injuries and everything. So, during um, the confirmation period. Yeah, yeah, during confirmation. I mean, after they so did that, they a lot did of pushback. So, he has withdrew, withdrawn his name for consideration, so President Trump has stepped in and named Mark Esper, who is the current Secretary of the Army. He's named him as the acting defense secretary um, for the moment. Um, but uh, the popular opinion so far seems to think that um, he will get confirmed rather easily. He has a lot, lot of support uh, from both sides, actually. The GOP and some Democrats have, have come out uh, and said he would be a good choice. So Mark Esper... Probably not a lot of people know about him. I don't know a ton about him. Um, he has been the um, Secretary of the Army under President Trump. He was a West Point graduate and served as an infantry officer in the 101st Airborne Division back during the Gulf War. I think he spent five years total on active duty. Well, good for um, him. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Went back to school. He's got a Ph.D. from Harvard. Um, since then, he has moved up, and he currently uh, he's the Vice President of the Chamber of Commerce and Vice President <laughs> of the defense contractor Raytheon, uh, which I'm sure most of the listeners will be, you know, familiar with Raytheon. So he's been, you know, involved in that industry, you know, for several years Raytheon now. Raytheon just merged with somebody else getting, uh, doing a lot of that. Uh, I know you don't believe it, but, you know, I, we're going to space, you know what I mean? Right, and, right. And, we're and going so, to space, yeah. And so yeah. the stuff that's happening, and, and if you knew that uh, Shanahan came from the aerospace industry, and I think that got us kind of started, and I think we're going to continue that with the new Secretary of Defense. I think it's interesting that, that uh, Shanahan didn't want to get Kavanaugh. Uh, and, uh, exactly. And, and I don't blame the guy, to be honest with you. I don't blame it. But, but what does that say? I mean, uh, 
when when there's that kind of fear and you have people stepping into these appointed positions or even elected positions with the way the media is right now, I mean, I mean, can I can I say ass on the radio these days? Yes, I yes. Can't, they crawl so far deep up your ass you can't even be human, <laughs> and then they amplify it. I mean, you get a you get a, a political enema, which basically basically is a, is a public rape if you ask me, and uh, and yeah. that and that's the standard today. Right. And, well, they've, uh, they've weaponized Congress with these confirmation hearings. They have. They so, absolutely have. And it's been going on a long time, but I, I don't know if I would if I could say it's level. I don't think I could say it's as bad as it is now. I well, mean really. Right. Jeff Prescott here in the Facebook feed says, I don't know if you can't take a punch from your wife, then you can't be sec deaf. Yeah, I'm not going to make jokes about domestic violence. It's just a bad way to go. But uh, but I understand the joke. Haha, <laughs> I'm laughing. But uh, at, the, at the same time, you know, this guy, you know, he's smart enough. I'm sure his family doesn't want to go through this. And whose family would? And that's another deterrent. Uh, and my question is, are we getting the most qualified applicants if the most qualified applicant is the one that is avoiding the public proctology exam? Well, per- perfect example of that is I found an article last night that had an, a list, like a short list of other people besides Mark Esper, uh, potentially to be on on the consideration. And then, of course, today before the show, I couldn't find the article again, of course. But I do remember one of the names on there because I actually served under this man when I was in, on active duty. So retired General Jack Keene was mentioned Keen, as a K- possible. K E N. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. So he was the he was the division commander of the 101st when I was uh, at Fort Campbell and um, went on to do a lot of other things after that, of course. But he has already come out and said that he's not interested in the position. So every time something like this pops up, some big position, his name pops up pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. He always says no. He always bows out of it. I don't know his reasons for that. Um, you know, but he doesn't want to be a politician. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a politician, obviously, or doesn't want to go and get drove through the mud and, and go through all of that. So certainly would be, you know, at least a good candidate to look at. Yeah. But, I mean, as soon as their name pops up and you go on Fox News and say, I'm not interested immediately, that's the best way to get out of consideration, uh, which is, I guess, is what General Keene did. So there was a few other people on the list, none of them that really jumped out at me and, and stood out as, as being, you know, potential. Um, I think Esper probably will get the nod and he'll probably take over. And, you know, like I said, he's already had, um, you know, Democrat Chuck Hagel came out and endorsed him, you know, and he's a Democrat. So, and he was and a lot yeah, a lot of the GOP senators came out and said, you know, we think is a good choice. So hopefully this confirmation will move along that quickly. As we know, Shanahan's is, you know, drug out and drug out and never even came to fruition, you know, for half a year. So right. hopefully we can move on. And then comes the question, who's going to be the new secretary of the Army? Then we start all over. You know, I had somebody contact me today and say, Boone, I think you should be the secretary of the Army. I'll vote for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, uh, and you know, I've got to turn that down because uh, I'll be honest with you. My public proctology exam would be unbelievable because I've done some stuff, buddy. Let me tell you, man. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm, it would be horrible. For, I mean, just being at Fort Bragg uh, alone would probably, uh, I don't know. I think any basic soldier at Fort Bragg probably gets in enough trouble, not to mention the stuff I did in Germany, uh, you know, uh, on active duty. And just in my off time would probably, I mean, it'd be a reality show on its own. I, I just can't do that. See, once again, the, the, the right the guy is us, not going to do it because he doesn't want to deal with the crap. The good thing for us back in the day when we were rough and rowdy and, and serving on active duty, we didn't have social media. Everybody didn't have a phone in their pocket with a camera attached to it. That's true. So there's a lot of stuff not documented but like it is nowadays. That's true. And I'm pretty sure all my stuff was purged after three years. I mean, that's what I was told anyway. So, uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, I stole a Humvee one time. I, uh, 
I did uh, I did a lot of stuff, and I got myself in a good amount of trouble. But uh, you know, it's it's just what we did back then, and I was glad the, I was glad to have the military because it was it's the right place to get in trouble. And uh, I don't know if you saw the same thing I did, but a lot of the guys that got in a lot of trouble. Usually kicked a lot of ass too when they were in the field. Oh yeah, they were good troops. They were you good know, they troops, just, you know. And sometimes and when, you couldn't couldn't tone it down when you needed to necessarily. And then the, the military did the worst thing they could do to me. They they made me a non commissioned officer, and they're like, okay, now you got to lead by example. And I was like, oh man. And guess what? I got all the problem children all the time, and uh, I didn't have a problem with it. I never had a problem leading problem children. I always had a problem dealing with the person. I I could I could deal with focusing in energy. I wasn't the best guy at creating. The energy, you know what I mean. If you had an un- unmotivated troop, I-, I really didn't yeah. know what to do with them. Right. And so, so you're still leading by example today. So uh, thank you, brother. Thank you. We got some other big news uh, that came in. It looks like uh, lawmakers voted 243 to 183 on Tuesday, um, yesterday, in favor of an amendment by Representative Jackie Spire from uh, California that blocks funding for a policy that forces members of the U.S. Armed Forces to serve under their biological gender while barring those who received transitional therapies from joining the military. Yep. So that's a big one right there. What's the Demo- that mean? I didn't the understand The Democratic-controlled House they're, voted to block yeah, Trump's administration's new transgender, transgender troop band. policy. I don't yeah. have a problem with Here, Here's the issue, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make break it down very pragmatically, okay? I'm not talking about what people believe about themselves. I'm okay. There is something out there called double X male syndrome, which really does create a male phenotype that creates a, a, that creates a female genotype, which mm-hmm. affects one in, in 20,000 people. Here's the issue. Once you go through transition and you're doing all that stuff, I mean, you can't get in the military if you have asthma. You can't get in the military if you've had a broken ankle as a kid. Right. And I'm pretty sure if you're going through you know, transition, you have to be on certain medications and, and all this kind of stuff. And you have to be in our doctor's care. Uh, I just I don't think it's fair to all the people that have been denied military service because they have asthma. Right. You know what I mean? If we're going to start doing if we're going to start because if we're going to look at this like it's a medical situation, uh, then we have to look at it like it's a medical situation and take the. Um, the personality factors out of it and people's personal biases out of it on both ends. Both ends, got to come. They got to go. No personal bias, got to go. Fact is, is it a medical condition if we're talking about transgender issues? If it's a medical condition, then it should be, then the same rule should be applied to those warfighters that are trying to join the military that have asthma. This is American Warfighter Radio. We'll be right back. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Meccano Home Decor and Garden. Worldwide, one-of-a-kind maker store. Reinventing Americana art, upcycle style. Meccano Artistry, making Nevada pieces relevant through recreation and unique vision. 1350 South Virginia. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Have you, a friend or family member, been diagnosed with cancer? Dr. Forsyth at the Forsyth Cancer Care Center offers an all-inclusive program to treat adult types of cancer. The Forsyth Immune Protocol Cancer Treatment Plan, in a current prospective study of over six and a half years and 1,200 adult cancer patients, has produced a remarkable 30 times greater survival statistic when compared to conventional full-dose chemotherapy. Greater than 95% of all their patients choose low-dose insulin-potentiated life chemotherapy. 
chemotherapy using only 10 to 15 percent chemotherapy dosing with insulin. Dr. Forsythe has long been considered one of the most respected physicians in the United States, particularly for his treatment of cancer and the legal use of human growth hormone. Located in Reno, Nevada, Dr. Forsythe has seen patients from all over the world. To schedule your consultation today, call 775-827-0707. That number again is 775-827-0707. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. To find out what's hot and happening, join Lady J for Smooth Jazz Tune-Up. Join me Saturdays, 10 to noon, here on America Matters. This is your on-air rally point for veteran news, resources, and events. Keep it locked to American Warfighter Radio with Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler, two warfighters with a mission to keep you informed. Lima Charlie. Leave it, Charlie. Charlie. And Charlie Mike, too. <laughs> he makes it sound like it's also sexual. Charlie, don't Leave serve. It Charlie. <laughs> oh, gosh. Speaking of sexual, you look pretty good today, bro. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I have been working out. Feel these glutes. Just kidding. (laughs) But if you do, you can't join the military. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Long story short, yeah, uh, I've been feeling great, man. You know, since the stem cell therapy, things are just getting better, better, better. I went to the doctor yesterday, got a checkup. Uh, My blood pressure, perfect. My oxygen saturation, perfect. Perfect. That's amazing. I mean, all the way around since January. And you're looking at a guy who's looking at a heart transplant. Bro, if I survived that hey, long. Let me, let me paint the picture for the people that are listening. In December, we had you over at the house. We were doing before a birthday stem party. Cell therapy, right, yeah. yeah, before your stem cell therapy. We had you over at the house. We were doing a birthday party. And I swear, in the time that you were there, I thought you were going to die. In my house, I thought I was going to have to call 911 because you couldn't breathe, you but you couldn't stand up, you were you no, looked physically drained. By yeah. January, I was yeah. in a, I was in a wheelchair. Yeah, and now you're doing well, not doing cartwheels, but close. Now I'm doing five to seven on average, yeah. seven miles a night. 
Oh my goodness! Yeah, doing some good PT. Yeah, well, you look great, bro. And it's it's uh, it definitely shows. I'm glad to have you back, brother. Because uh, thank you, man. It's, you good, know. it's good not to die. <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of, of people who yeah. knows it's good not to die, <laughs> there we go. this Boy. woman kicks more ass than both of us combined. You know what? She rocks the house better than a landslide. And we've got <laughs> Kirstie Annis on here. Kirstie Annis, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing great. I am super excited to have you on the show, Kirsty, because uh, uh, whenever Boone first talked about you last week, I looked you up. And, and now, true story, I got to say this because I have a computer in front of me for anybody who's watching uh, on Facebook. Goes. I miss goes. <laughs> hey, Kirsty, I remember, it's not me saying this, it's him. <laughs> it's Shane. And he was in so, the Navy. Well, there you go. So I misheard the last name. I guess name. you were both in the Navy. And I typed oh. in Kirsty Anus, and it popped up. All these really Why bad. Why did you just say that? Because it's what I, I got to paint the picture. It popped up no, all of didn't. these really bad porn sites, and I'm like, uh, Are you sure? Yeah, what he, was her last me, name goes, again? Are you sure that's the name? And I said E N N I S. He goes, Oh, my bad, typo. Yeah, whoops. So anyway, I actually read about you. Um, you are absolutely gorgeous, first and foremost, and I love the way you carry yourself. I've seen several pictures of you, but let me just say, I I am extremely humbled to have you on this show. You can teach so much to so many people in just a short amount of time. So let's go ahead and, and have you talk about your story a little yes, bit. Yes, and let me set it up. This Marine that we have on the show right now, uh, former Sergeant of the United States Marine Corps, uh, uh, was injured uh, during the, the current global war on terror, but that didn't stop her. She's an above-the-knee amputee, has climbed Kilimanjaro. Uh, uh, you're a, a, How many gold medals did you win? I uh, won three. <laughs> three gold medals in the Paralympics, oh my right? Oh, God. And uh, and you and this last year, not only before the Pat Tillman Award, uh, you went and you went to go climb Mount Everest, and you were yep, the f- absolutely. <laughs> and I was watching the videos. I was watching you on Instagram, and it was very very inspired. And, uh, and let me tell you, I, I've I've considered climbing Mount Everest until I saw you try it, and then I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it might be not all fame and fortune that it's cracked up to be. It looks like a hell of a ride. I mean, tell us about it real quick. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for um, quite the interesting introduction. <laughs> that was Shane, and I, I should have warned him ahead of time. That was totally out of line, but let's, let's try and do something else. Well, either way, I thought it was funny, so that has okay. to count. Good thing you're something. a Marine, or we'd be sued right now. <laughs> exactly. I got thick skin. No, um, but yeah, so I mean, um, yeah, I served six years in the Marine Corps as a helicopter door gunner. On my last deployment to Afghanistan, Helicopter went down, and as a result of the crash, I sustained some pretty severe injuries. Lost the left leg pretty high, spinal cord damage, damaged my brain, eyes, ears. And, um, and, and unfortunately, I ended up being medically retired in 2014. And from then, I just had to do some, some pretty serious soul searching and, and digging to find out how I was going to repurpose myself. Um, but quickly fell in love with snowboarding and that became this passion that just really catapulted me in the mount- into the mountains. Um, mm. Originally being from Florida, I didn't know anything about snow or winter <laughs> for, the, for that matter. Um, but after, you know, I got introduced to snowboarding and competed in border cross and bank slalom, I decided that, you know, those medals and just a board wasn't enough that I really wanted to get into ice climbing and rock climbing and mountaineering. But I didn't just want to you know, be doing those things to say, look at my, you know, one-legged ass driving, <laughs> like dragging myself <laughs> up the mountain. That's not, that's not what this is about. You know, there's a, there's purpose and there's passion and there's heart behind it. Um, so I committed to doing what's called the seven summits, which is the highest peak on each of the seven continents. And, um, now I'm, I have completed four of the seven 
And all of these climbs have had, you know, a different nonprofit dedicated to each one. So we use it to fundraise and raise awareness for nonprofits and organizations out there that are truly committed to changing the lives of other people. And let's, um, let's give a quick so, plug to your to your organization because uh, I don't want to forget that, and I will forget it. You know, us <laughs> TBI folk, we got to stick together. But uh, give a quick plug for your organization. Yeah, well, I appreciate you thinking of us. But, um, yeah, so I founded the Kirstianis Foundation, real original, I know, um, as, as honestly just a means to legitimize what I was doing. You know, I pay for my climbs fully out of my pocket. I don't touch a dime from the – from the organization whatsoever, and uh, we're 100% volunteer based, so that we can use our donations to going back to, like I said, changing lives. Um, and then we also provide education, opportunity, and healing in the outdoors. Um, so you know, we've given back to plenty of veteran organizations, but also given the opportunity um, for some other veterans to actually come out on the mountain with me. Um, so super excited about what we're doing there. That, that's a beautiful thing. I think that uh, I know for myself, tell me if it's the same for you. When I'm doing something that is difficult, I'm, I'm, fo I'm so focused on that that I can't think about my, my BS. You know what I mean? The funky funk in the head. Is it the same oh, for you? Yeah, totally. Well, not only that, but it also allows you to see it in a different light. Mm -hmm. You know, the, those, whether you're struggling overseas or you're struggling back home or on a mountain or whatever, like, or even if you're failing and having to turn around on a mountain, those struggles and that pain, like it allows you to look at what you're dealing with and, you know, in a different aspect of your life through a different lens. Mm. What, what would you say, you know, let's this thing, you spent some time in the hospital. I, I spent some time in the hospital. Uh, what would you say was your predominant thought then and how has it dissipated based upon the activity that you do now? Well, right off the bat, you know, especially like losing my leg, um, I went through a hell of a process. Um, it started out as a below the knee and now it's a, you know, above the knee. <laughs> and oh, so they did some chopping along the way. You didn't just start with above the knee. Yeah. And it was just a rough process. Mm. Um, and so mm. through the evolution of all of this, I thought everything that I wanted to do with the rest of my life was taken away from me. You know, I thought every, every dream that I had was now going to be a nightmare. And, you know, obviously, like, having to learn how to walk and run and balance all over again, like, you think that nothing is ever going to happen. Like, you're not going to be able to go out, whether it's, you know, you know, physically, mentally, or emotionally, go out, go out and attempt the things that you once wanted to. Um, and I looked at that as a failure. And so I really beat myself up when I was in the hospital. Now, you know, I look at failure and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, <laughs> you know. All right. It's this a challenge. Yeah, it's my opportunity to come back better, faster, and stronger. And ultimately now it's like it took me a long time to look at life differently. Mm. I mean, you know, it took me getting hurt to, to truly live my life fully at this point. Um, but, you know, the right actions follow the right perspectives. Um, and, you know, once I figured out that I control the way that I react to these situations, everything changed. Mm-hmm. It, it does. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I could, I could amplify that, but I, let's let the audience just kind of soak that up. Now, the, recently, I got to get to this, the Pat Tillman Award. Very, very impressive. I was looking about what that award is all about. Uh, ESPN Award. Just, as, what, two weeks ago? A week and a half ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How was, how was that? I mean, how was it? Uh, what, what was that whole problem? I mean, is, is there a point in time when you – have reached a, a a time and a place where you're like where people are recognizing you and giving you awards for things that that you may just seem like as, as personal survival, but but it becomes an example and, and something special to other people 
that they they are they now start coveting your accomplishments for themselves so they can be better themselves and now you've got this Pat Tillman award which is huge I mean it's huge upon huge upon huge and and I for one can say you absolutely deserve it in every single way and we're very proud of you as a community I don't know if the community has, has said anything to you with one full voice but I want to say with one full voice from the community congratulations fantastic job we honor you we respect you and your work has been pivotal in a lot of people's lives what's it feel to receive something like that well thank you uh that that was amazing um but no honestly so when um the the sb's bookers reached out to me initially and said hey we want to invite you back out to the sb's my brain instantly went to oh my god i do not want to stand on the red carpet again mm-hmm. in the middle of july in the middle of la it's miserable it's hot i don't like dresses i like walking around in chucks like this is i you know i'm gonna i want to politely you know you know pass up this invite and then they told me that I had stage time. And still in my mind, I'm like, well, depending on what that means, if I'm just like best adaptive athlete, then I'm going to pass on it too. But the moment they dropped that it was the Pat Tillman Award, um, you know, I, I was like, I'll be there. You tell me when, I will be there days in advance. And it really is. It's just such a tremendous honor to be, I mean, to be celebrated and to be associated, you know, alongside, you know, Pat Tillman. Um, he really is somebody that I look at as, as a hero. Amen. Um, for for far more than, you know, just during the years of his life. You know, obviously his legacy is still alive and well. Um, and yeah, at first it was a little like my mind was blown. Um, and there's obviously the thoughts of like, hey, I don't deserve this. Like there's th- there's no way. Um, but I've slowly processed all of it. And it really is like, I mean, this is the best award that I've ever received. Um, it's something that I'm going to be proud of for the rest of my years. And you absolutely should. You absolutely, absolutely. should. Uh, and uh, I, I can't. Uh, I can't tell you enough. And with that, you know, with great, uh, with great, uh, what is the Spider-Man thing? Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Comes with great responsibility, and there is an element of responsibility. Do you ever feel any pressure from that? That people are looking at you? Yeah. Well, wait, I mean, wait, I hold def- that, hold that thought. I'm stupid, and bring, and <laughs> we'll be right back. This is American Warfighter Radio. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. It's springtime at Crystal Cove in the heart of Midtown at 737 South Virginia Street. At Crystal Cove, you'll find a variety of dazzling crystals, healing stones, stunning original jewelry, candles, and tarot decks. Crystal Cove, 737 South Virginia Street. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. This is Clarence Collins, producer of Keith Gallagher Jr.'s music and a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Tune in every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. to hear Keith's music on the Music Path Show. Do you need high-quality estate planning and family law services? I'm Reno attorney Todd Torvinen. I practice in the areas of estate planning, probate, family law, and divorce taxation. I'm also experienced in probate and family law litigator and believe that prevailing in any litigation requires diligent, methodical preparation. As a certified estate planning law specialist and certified public accountant, I'm singularly qualified to analyze the financial aspects of marital, family assets, or a decedent's estate. A large part of my practice is done in real time. It means that preparation of estate planning and family law documents occurs with the client 
present and they're reviewed with the client at the time the client is there. Your documents are examined line by line and explained to you, then modified based upon your input. This client-focused approach leverages the current technology and enhances the attorney-client communication and relationship. The idea is to produce a better product. Please call me at 775-825-6066 to schedule an appointment today. Again, 775-825-6066. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Next Thursday, you will be caught in a flash flood. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. One says, hoo-ah, and the other says, hoo-yah. Still trying to figure out what the hell either of them is saying. Like American Warfighter Radio on Facebook. Or here at Poe. Back to the shenanigans with veterans Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cuddle. <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. We are, sh- we are shenanigans. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell either of them are we saying. We are cleared hot for shenanigans. <laughs> Uh, I just want to, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming back to the show. Shane Whitecloud, Boone Color, American Warfighter Radio, doing the show every week, Wednesday, 1, 2, 3. That's 1,300 to 1,500 hours for you mm-hmm. military folks on Pacific time. Uh, I don't know what the Zulu time is, and neither do you. That's why I'm not telling you. But uh, right now, we've got Kirsty Ennis for the military folks. They know what Zulu time is all about. It's the, internet. it's the time that goes all the time. So if you're going to take off from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, you're going to jump into somewhere else. It's the same time. We don't have to try and compute time zones. That's Zulu time, just for those that don't know. We got Kirsty Innes on the on the line right now talking about climbing all these mountaintops, just won the Pat Tillman Award. Now we're talking about responsibility. And my question is, with all these things that are happening and so many eyes on you and understanding that you become – you know, more of an archetype in people's lives and, not, and less of a person. And, and people who are in the public eye know what that's all about. And you are, you are doing it by overcoming these great adversities and doing these magnificent things that, that, that people just don't do or can't do. I mean, Kilimanjaro, you, you've climbed four of the top uh, of the highest peaks in the world, and now you're going to get the other three in there. Uh, with all that, is there any pressure? There's a ton of pressure. Um, you know, you know, obviously, like being in the public eye, there's a naysayer. But then I just remind myself that, you know, those are the people there that are, you know, waiting for you to prove them wrong. Um, and on the flip side of that, that pressure means that there's eyes on you. Mm-hmm. And so if there, if I do have a bad day where I, you know, 
let somebody who says something negative, you know, get to me or what have you. I remind myself that, you know, there's young kids out there that are looking for a pillar of hope. You know, there's men and women out there looking for somebody just to, you know, to inspire them to do a little bit more with their lives. Um, so I really do like, even when there's, there's something going on out there, uh, you know, I just make sure I pay attention to the people that are putting that positive pressure and then I find it as a challenge. You know, it's just it's just pushing me to be a better version of myself anyways. Can I, can you, can I make a deal with you? Yeah. Okay, sure. I'll make a deal with you. Okay, I get pressure from that public side too, but people will know, know that I'll go tell them to go jerk themselves. You know what I mean? I got no problem doing that. That's kind of my thing. So if somebody's giving you some crap and you got to still play that, you know, that person that is above it all, I am not above any of it. I will tell anybody <laughs> that they can go pound sand. So if that happens, you just got to send me a text and, and uh, I'll take care of it. You can handle it. Uh, handle Big it. Brother Boone over here. Big Brother Boone will handle that. You keep your reputation all clean and nice. Me, you know, I'll step you in the back with a damn pitchfork. I have a question for Kirsty, actually. So I'm reading a, a few articles on you, and, and it looks like uh, you, you had a pretty hard revelation last year uh, whenever you were doing a calendar shoot, it looks like, uh, and you were able to put on high heels for the first time. Um, that, that experience is something that a lot of people – actually are scared whenever they're in a situation like yours was. I mean, how do you prepare yourself for that? And if you had some advice to give to anybody who's overcoming any kind of adversity, I mean, you would be the person who could give the ultimate advice. What would you say? Well, like in those articles that you're reading right now, um, it's, it's hard to process trauma, especially like when, when it's so diverse and there's so much of it. So for someone like me who has, you know, you know, been pushing myself to be an athlete and then you see yourself in makeup and heels and a dress for the first time. Like there are things there about, you know, your self-confidence or your body image that maybe you hadn't thought about, you know, in years. And I mean, honestly, to get me through any of those moments where I ha might have a little bit of self-doubt or, you know, I'm starting to question myself and what I'm capable of, I tell myself to own it flat out, just own it. You know, no matter what makes you different, you know, I'm missing my leg or I'm covered in scars or people are going to stare own it because that's one thing that no one else can take away from you. Um, you know, if somebody says something negative or they look at you a little bit funny, like it doesn't matter. Have the courage to go out and try something new. If you stumble and you fall, get back up, wipe it off and say, guess what? At least I freaking tried. Um, and so that's what, what really that was all about. I mean, it was different and weird for me to, you know, pose for a calendar like that, but it translated into so much more of my life too. You know, whether it was with sports or my family life or a career or school, um, you know, just own it, you know, own your struggles and, and keep moving. That's right. beautifully said. Yeah, a lot, lot to be said for that. Okay, we're going to kick you out of here because we got to get on <laughs> with the show and you got things to do today. Uh, why don't you give us a plug for your, for your foundation again and tell us what's coming next. I didn't even get, wait, before I leave, I got to tell you this. We were watching you <laughs> on, uh, on Mount Everest and you're working towards the summit Mount Everest and I, I'm reading in the in the Daily Mail. It's a publication I read every day. And uh, as a matter of fact, my wife gave it to me. She goes, look, this is what's going on Mount Everest. And I was like, there's a line? Are you kidding me? There's a line. There is a – There is a. am talking back to front like a chow line line going to get to the very top of Mount Everest. Was that a factor in what occurred on the mountain? Uh, not for me. Okay. Um, so I went a week before everybody else. My team was smart. We were looking to thread the needle. Um, so we went for the first weather window because we knew those massive teams were going to be shooting for the second. 
Okay. Was it there and did it exist? Absolutely. But I was well on my way down when they were headed up. <laughs> oh, okay. I just want to get the, the down and dirty on that. And uh, we wish you the best with, with all your, your summit attacking in the future. Please let us know. We want, we'd want we love to promote it on the show, give you a lot of promotion and a lot of hype on that. Mm-hmm. We love what you do. We love you. You're an amazing human being. You're a warfighter that is the warfighter of warfighters. Thank you for coming on the show. Give us a plug for your foundation. Yeah, follow along at the Christina's Foundation on Instagram and Facebook. And then, of course, Christina'sFoundation.com. Or you can follow along through my travels, too. And it's, again, real original. Just my name, Christina's. And thank you guys for having me. I really do. I appreciate the support. We, uh, we, You are a goddess among goddesses. So thank <laughs> you so much for being here with us, Kirsty. You're the best of the best. Take it easy. Rock on. We'll talk to you soon. All the way. Shane. All right, there we go. Yeah. Man, that was amazing. I never, you know, when you told me last week, uh, well, let me see if I can get her. I I thought, well, that's a a crapshoot, you know, maybe, you know. For uh, anybody but Boone Cutler. But Boone Cutler, yeah. Come on now, So now now I know I could be Secretary of Defense if I wanted to, uh, but I'm not going through all that. Can we get the Playboy of the Month on next? (laughs) Is she a (laughs) warfighter? Actually, you know what? What would be a good story is the uh, the first female soldier who was awarded uh, Miss, what was it, Miss Colorado, I believe is what, what it was. That was news last week. It was news uh, last yeah, week? Yeah, there was a uh, active duty soldier who uh, just got uh, Miss Colorado. Well, congratulations so, to that warfighter for that yeah. accomplishment. That's fantastic. You know, we've got warfighters all around the world doing fantastic things. Next up on the show, John Yuspa with uh, Nevada Airflow. Yespa. Yeah, Yespa John Yespa with, from with, Honor Flight. Honor Flight Nevada. Honor Flight so. Nevada is a great guy. Talked to him about 100 times, and I keep promising to go to coffee with him, and I keep forgetting it and screw it up, so he'll probably punch <laughs> me in the nose. That'll be great video. hope you join in for that. But, uh, no, he's a great guy. He's doing some wonderful things. Honor Flight Nevada. I don't know if you've ever have you ever been out there to, to welcome the guys back when yeah. they come back. It's, it's and, and you know it's really cool that the airport deep, dedicates that much space and that much time to the event because I mean they do it quite frequently. Yeah. And, but each time the airport brings out all these people, they put out the flags, they put Big out the ropes. Big props to the Reno Tahoe Airport. Yeah. I love that airport. It's the only airport I know in the country that services just about everywhere, and I could still show up 45 minutes before my flight. And roll right through. Big it's not like LAX. It's not like mm-hmm. Chicago. It's not like, like New York. It's well organized. The TSA folks out there, they're always very polite. They're always squared away. You know, that not a lot of egos going on. Love the Reno Tahoe International Airport. I hope more people have the opportunity to see that when you come to Reno. Check out the area. we got some fantastic things going on here. we got the casinos. We've got the gambling. We've got resorts. We've got Tahoe. We've got, what is that big lake out there? The blue one. The Tahoe? Yeah, the Tahoe. We <laughs> got that one. Uh, well, it's I like think, a pyramid, I too. Think, you got pyramid. I think it's Tahoe like it's an area. It's not like a – but, yeah, Lake Tahoe is pretty amazing. And uh, every time somebody comes to town, you know, I, when I grew up, I grew up in Southern California. So when people would come to visit, my family and I, we always took them to Hollywood and they put their you know, their hands in the cement and everything. Mm-hmm. And when people come to visit here, my wife and I always take them out to Tahoe because that's the place. Yeah, you know what? Um, actually – We've got a couple minutes here, so I, I'm going to kind of brag just a little bit. I um, hope you do. We just had our big competition this past Saturday. Um, so Lisa Howard from the VA, the director of the VA, put together uh, a veteran team, uh, the first veteran powerlifting team in the United States. And I was uh, lucky enough to be a part of that team. Um, and you we, kicked a little ass. A little bit. We've been training since December, mm-hmm. uh, so just a little bit over six months. And I'd never done any kind of training like this in my life. And i got to tell you, there was times where I'm like, is this really for me? Um mm-hmm. 
noticed a lot of changes, not only physically, but mentally as well. I mean, even my posture is better. Uh, my overall outlook on life has just gotten better. So I know, um, you don't look say, like a scuzzbag rocker anymore. <laughs> when they say fit, it's fit mentally and physically. Right. Right. Um, so we had our first competition Saturday and it was USAPL, which is like the strictest of the strict. I mean, they, you have to wear tidy whities underneath your, your, uh, your, uh, singlet, which is the, the wrestling, uh, leotard looking thing. So, I mean, they, yeah. you get judged on everything. It's the one where Why you do you have to wear that? Why can't you wear what? How does that affect your uh, lifting? You know, I think it's because if you're breaking records, they want to make sure that you're not pocketing anything uh, underneath there or something. I don't know. I don't know what the exact reasoning is. But I will say uh, that um, it's also the one where you get drug tested, things like that. So, um, went into it. Uh, but whenever I first started training, I wasn't able to. Let's just use deadlifting as one of the examples. I wasn't able to deadlift more than 135 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got up to a point where the highest lift I ever did was 325. And then at the event itself, my coach, who was uh, Dan Lopes, uh, set the record straight. he said, uh, you know, I I've never, I've never, um, um, never had a, a, a issue, um, you know, with, with uh, putting in your weights. So if you don't mind, trust me. And I said, okay. So he put in my weights for me. Uh, the second lift, you do three lifts. The second one was 325, which is my highest. And I knew my third was going to be even higher. And so I was scared. So I, did, I decided I wasn't going to look at the board. So you I said, I'm going to curse the Innis this and That's make it right. happen. That's exactly what Got it, it. So I went out there. I pulled it. And uh, it was 352, and I ended up taking home the silver medal. I took home second place. Bam! Fist so, bump for Shane. Fist bump for Shane. It was uh, it was pretty awesome. Are you going to continue really to do this? Or I am actually. Like yeah, done there's, for you. there's another one coming up in November, and I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's keep going. You liked All it right. that much. All right. So this is Shane Whitecloud, Boom Cutler, American Warfighter Radio. If you're not listening to us, you're a big ass, and if you <laughs> surf, you're a butthole surf. <laughs> was in the Navy, the other in the Army. Both are degenerates. Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler, bringing you local and global veteran news and resources from the warfighter's perspective. They've got your six on American Warfighter Radio. Man, we're back on our second hour of American Warfighter Radio, second show, and uh, so far it's been pretty stellar. We had Kirsty Ennis in the first hour, absolutely mm -hmm. amazing warfighter. Yep. And did. then Chris gave us the news. Yep. Right? Bullethead Buckaloo came on, gave us the, the skinny, the lowdown, the G2, the poop. <laughs> what was the Z? You called it the 45 what? Uh, the 45 ACP. ACP. There yeah, we go. His head is shaped like 40, like the actual 45 ACP. There we go. Yep. All right. And uh, joining us in the studio this time, uh, a good friend of mine, an absolutely amazing person, even though he won't take credit for it. His name is John Yuspa. Uh, and amongst many of the nonprofits that he's in charge of, uh, the reason he's here today is to talk about Honor Flight, which is uh, an absolutely amazing uh, program. And I'm going to let you go ahead and describe that a little bit more. Thanks for having us. Um, Honor Flight is a program that was started, I think we did it about 13, 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the original intention was just for World War II veterans. Uh, the World War II Memorial had been finally built and dedicated, and they had never seen it. It was built way after their service in the war. They waited a long, long time. They had our, and 80% of the money raised to build that came from the community. So there was a lot of World War II veterans that had donated some of their money. Mm -hmm. Um... The program started literally one plane, one veteran, one pilot in a Cessna, one person wow. to see his memorial. 
Uh, about a quarter of a million have made the trip so far now. Um, we've expanded in Nevada to any veteran can apply, period. Now they're put in line based on age, mm -hmm. and then the least healthiest goes to the top. So we've taken about 250 Vietnam veterans, about 80 or 100 and so Korean War veterans. It's it's a interesting, you know, it's the Forgotten War, and mm -hmm. they keep it quiet themselves. And hundreds and hundreds of World War II veterans in the state of Nevada. There are still hundreds and hundreds of World War II veterans to go. They just won't sign up. A lot of them. The most common comment is, we didn't do anything. Why should you be giving us a free trip? Mm -hmm. So the trips are 100% free. Uh, the community and donors and fundraising pays for it. The men and women have paid for the trip with their service and their sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So they can get on a plane with zero cash in their pocket, and it won't affect the trip whatsoever. Mm. Um, we show them all the sites, all the memorials built in their honor. Uh, we have guardians that go. They pay their own way. They push wheelchairs to help them with all type of assistance that's needed. A lot of them are family members, sons and daughters, uh, neighbors, just, you know, coming out of the woodwork to honor them on these trips three or four week i'm um, sorry three or four days is the trip we push out on a thursday or a friday and come back sunday and as you were talking earlier about the homecoming at the airport there's a lot of surprises that we build into these trips um, who, who, before you talk about the surprises who does the actual flying is there an airline involved is hopefully it it's a pilot you're the guy well, you're flying a plane. I'm not. I haven't finished reading the book, so they. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't st and you're stayed in that parole, hotel. You know, so I mean, what can we do? S snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> I come from Baltimore, so it's a it's little okay. different. It's, it's, it's war fighting daily. It's so you actually are a pilot for Southwest. I yes. am not a pilot. Not a pilot. I am not a pilot. What do you do for Southwest? Very little. <laughs> okay, so and that's so, a fact. So, so I so, so I do work for an airline. So basically, somebody, some airline gets yes. involved we, in this. We use commercial, a commercial planes. airline. Okay. So out of here, we use Southwest Airlines. Okay. Um, I can tell you they are the largest contributor donor nationwide for this program. Well, let's give a shout out to Southwest, yeah, Southwest Airlines. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we we can create a lot of special surprises on the trips. About eighty percent of our flight crews are either retirees from the military or reservists. So, mm -hmm. you know, to ask for special favors for these men and women is its not even a favor. It's just put a request in. We take care of each other. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's surprises we don't need to talk about. But what we say is for every veteran that goes, it's probably a factor of 20 or 30. And what that means is if Grandpa goes at 97 years old, there's 19 other folks that in this community will be affected. Uh, the kids that come to the airport, the ladies that make the surprise quilts at the airport, mm -hmm. um, the folks that are all in D.C. lining up to shake their hands. Mm -hmm. We have school kids that make artwork for them. They write letters to them. Their neighbors that, you know, we, we joke about it, that they go, wow, I didn't know Mr. Smith was in World War II. Maybe he was a POW, and that might explain why he's grumpy sometimes. Or mm -hmm. So there's a ripple in the community. As well as when we do our fundraising, you know, we normally do our pancake breakfast on Memorial Day. Get mm -hmm. about 1,500 folks show up. So it's kind of a gathering of the veteran community. And it's the folks that aren't even in the veteran community want to come, pay respect, support. So it's become a ripple. And it, it it's expanded the program to way more than what it was designed to do. Um, unfortunately, we also all attend many funerals. Mm -hmm. Last year, we added another component to the honor flights out of Nevada. 
we started taking gold star families. Beautiful. And mm-hmm. that could be a whole afternoon of talking to explain how that's completely changed their lives. Um, the one takeaway I can tell you is some of the families went through the experience and everybody comes as a stranger and comes home as family. Mm-hmm. They thought as a family unit, they were the only ones suffering for their son or daughter's loss. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize the battle bodies are suffering alongside of them. And when you have somebody that stands up and talks about that at one of the dinners that was on our trip, the families didn't understand that somebody across the table as a complete stranger never met their son or daughter is suffering from their service of losing someone. Right. So it opened them up to a family unit where they weren't the only ones suffering. Um, last year we started a tradition um, at the Atlantis, uh, a gold star Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a red, white, and blue handmade Christmas tree with about 60 gold frame photos of Nevadans and others that we know of. And what the families will tell you is they understand their loved one's gone. We were trying to take Christmas or a holiday into a positive. Mm-hmm. So they're looking forward to Christmas each year. So on the on the on the radio with us right now and, and on the live stream right now, John Yespa from Honor Flight. We'll get back to talking more about Honor Flight and how you can get involved. But for right now, it's Shane White, Cloud Boone Cutler, American Warfighter Radio. We'll right be back. right back. Looking for family entertainment? How about remote-controlled car racing on Nevada's largest indoor dirt track? Whip it RC Raceway and Hobbies. No equipment or racing skill is necessary. Rental cars are available and the staff will instruct you. All ages are welcome with classes for beginners, weekly races, and a monthly competition with a $100 cash prize. Want to buy your own one-tenth scale RC car or need parts on repairs? Whippet has a full hobby shop featuring recognized brands like Lowsley, Associated, Traxxas, Axial, and more, and now carries drones and drone parts. Whippet is the perfect venue for birthday parties or company and other special events. That's Whippet RC Raceway and Hobbies, located at 1005 Standard Street off Panther Drive exit in North Reno. Give them a call today at 775-686-8415. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Whippet RC, offering family fun for everyone five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday. Wynema Ranch Wild Horse Sanctuary, a preserve dedicated to keeping America's wild mustangs and burros running free. Wynema Ranch, 29 miles north of Reno near Hallelujah Junction, an amazing site to visit. Over 130 of God's majestic animals at home on the range. Experience the beauty and wonder. Give at WynemaRanch.com. That's W-Y-N-E-M-A Ranch.com or call 775-384-4444. Wynema Ranch. One in three adults in America have prediabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. 
Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Oh, we're on the air? In a world where Magic Carpet actually stands for Maritime Augmented Guidance with Integrated Controls for Carrier Approach and Recovery Precision Enabled Technologies. You're listening to military veterans Boone Cutler and Shane Whitecloud on American Warfighter Radio. That guy's pretty creative. Where do you get all that information you know, from? I just got to tell you, it's, it took me a long time researching the content for these. <laughs> so, yeah, you did a fantastic job. I'm glad you did it because if you weren't here, that just would not happen. <laughs> the best is watching your eyes for those bumpers. It's a surprise for me every time yeah. it happens. Like, uh, I'm, I'm part of the audience. I'm sitting there writing it, and it's still a surprise for yeah. me. <laughs> Are we listening to radio or making radio? So joining us in the studio, uh, local and live, is John Yespa from Honor Flight, and we were talking about uh, what Honor Flight is, but now I want to talk about uh, some of the people that can get involved, how they can get involved, and who we can cater to. I, you just mentioned something about the new Native American Honor Flight as well. Uh, we took one two years ago on Veterans Day. Uh, we had the honor of taking 100% Native American veterans on that trip, warriors. Um, we represented all 26 tribes in the state of Nevada. Some folks said that couldn't happen. They wouldn't come back. Friends. Mm. Veterans are veterans. Right. It was not a problem. Um, actually, there's some national surprises for that one. They laid the wreath at the Vietnam Wall on Veterans Day, the official wreath. And they let them do a, a blessing ceremony at, at the Vietnam Wall. That's beautiful. Yeah. We are, we have been asked and tasked if we would pull that together for 2020 when they have the grand opening of the new Native American Veterans Memorial at the Native American Museum in D.C. Mm-hmm. It's uh something we might be able to do it's just there's not a defined list you know it's just going out we know who veterans are mm-hmm. but then you have to find that subsection of native americans and i gotta tell you man i went out to hungry valley not too long ago to donate a trailer full of toys and uh while i was there they invited me to view the new brand new of uh, just recently built uh memorial to their uh, their uh, military veterans um, right there in the in the valley, uh, the native yeah in Hungry Valley in the Native American um, or uh, cemetery. Right, they, they've got this huge memorial. It's absolutely gorgeous, and sometimes it's really eye opening that they have that many veterans uh, in just one colony to a point where they're going to build a memorial to them. And um, and I've got a couple of them on my on my Truckee Meadows Veteran Suicide Prevention Team, uh, and and I absolutely adore everybody out there because they're so friendly and everything. But uh, we're talking about an entire honor flight. We did. It w- and we're talking about multiple flights from around the country that would all come together, 
representing all the different communities and tribes and reservations. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the word out nationwide. Uh, they want to honor it. Uh, the tribal chairman for Reno Sparks is a Vietnam Marine. Mm. He's the longest serving chairman in the country. There is just not a defined, and it's not just the Native Americans, it's, it's the Gold Star family situation. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, there aren't great databases of lists. Right. Um, and the ones that do, the government, we don't have access to. So let's talk about that first then. How can somebody who would qualify for something like this get their name on a list? Is there a Facebook page they can join? There is. There's Honor Flight Nevada. Um, I, it's Facebook. Just look for us at Honor Flight Nevada. We, um, I'm actually going to tag it in the, uh, the feed here. Yeah, that's good. I think social media has been great for people to find each other, but they have to know something exists for them to, to find exactly, it. And exactly. so, you know, getting the word out is half the battle, and the rest of it is just telling people where to go. So I think we can do that. We'd like to help you with Absolutely. the show. And, and within my social media networks and other shows, I mean, I know some I know some other folks that you could probably get on their shows and get the word out to. And the thing, the thing about our warfighter community is when they uh, – like if I put it out, if you put it out to, to one more fighter, they, they're going to tell 10. I mean, we're, we're great key communicators. That way. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we've discussed on honor flight, it's the oldest first that goes. Right. So we've had some discussions to see if we could take a younger generation and blend them in with the older generation. So we could have an Iraqi Afghanistan veteran side by side with a world war two veteran. What do you think? Um, we have some fundraising issues. Um, as a 501c3, our mission is the oldest first, so we can't take money from the oldest. We've gotten some folks that are interested in helping sponsor that. And it's a matter of defining who those groups are. Um, we're not ready to put the call out because we'll have, you know, a thousand applications. And we just can't literally process the paperwork fast enough. We don't have any staff. Mm -hmm. It's all volunteers. We have zero overhead. So right now we monitor and maintain over a thousand applications, which is just paperwork that gets fed in the computer, but there's things like every couple of weeks has to be updated. How's your health? How's, you know, when you're 95, every couple of weeks, something changes. Yeah, it matters. So when it's your turn to go, we need to keep updating that. We, we provide, we have volunteer medics and firemen that go along with these trips, nurses and doctors. So we provide everything. They literally, their biggest responsibility, showing up at the airport the morning of, and not to forget their T-shirts at home that we've issued, their new uniform. Outstanding. And now now we talked a lot about what this is all about and how it goes, but let, let's get down to some stories here uh, because I think people, they resonate with that, and it's tangible and it's sure. relatable. So in, in the amount of time that you've been doing this, I, you know, give us kind of a – give us two stories, you know, the, the, the semi-common response that happens and one that really just pow, pops, sticks hey, out to you. You know, I've been honored to – I've been on this for over a decade. I've got stories, and none of them just drop out just until. There's a couple of them. I remember we were at the Iwo Jima Memorial in D.C. Mm -hmm. um, one of our local residents who's since passed away was describing what it looked like to see the it's flag huge. go up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He personally. Park Ranger came over. We had the local media with us covering it, and they made a big deal about, you don't have a permit to film. you got to go. You know, and I'm trying to deflect while they kept filming. And I said, well, what are you going to do? Call the cops. The cops are with us. That's part of the surprise. We have a federal escort. Mm -hmm. So the park ranger basically just backed down, said, I'll give you a few more minutes. Couldn't film what? We were doing a TV interview of, of an Iwo Jima Marine in front of the Iwo Jima Memorial. He had an issue with that. So 
here's the, the the kicker was when we got totally finished the park ranger walks over and says sir could you share a story with me so when people come i can relay secondhand and this 97 98 year old veteran marine just said no you don't have a permit <laughs> oh nice so so they're, they're kicking butt um <laughs> yeah you, we allow them. I don't say allow them. We don't stop them if they want to go to the bar while we're in Baltimore. Right. Um, they are never had to pay for it. You know, there's tons of people. We have people on the planes that want to buy drinks for the entire plane, not just our veterans. But this is such a, a great honor to be on the flight with these men and women. I want to buy drinks for everybody. Just right. have a party atmosphere. Um, I remember being uh, in front of, uh, actually, might have been the war, uh, Iwo Jima Memorial, and there was a father and son, and the, the cameras were rolling, and the father was telling about when the um, incoming hit the ship, and, uh -huh. and the shrapnel just bounced around, and that's how he got injured. And the son had this look of distress on him, and he kind of pulled me aside while the TV cameras were still interviewing, and he says, I've never heard that. I think my dad's starting to lose it, you know. <laughs> no, he ain't losing it. And I said, well, let, let him finish telling the story, and, you know, when the cameras are off, we'll figure this out. The father would finish, and the son said, Dad, you know, he was concerned maybe of dementia or Alzheimer's or something. And the father said, you know, that's the first time I've told the real story. It's about time somebody knows it before it's too late. And I didn't need to tell you. And that's one of the things we ask the veterans, have you told your kids and grandkids? And one of the most common responses is no, I'm just granddad or I'm grandma. That's all they need. And through the process of the trip, they feel so much more invigorated, pride, the camaraderie brings everything back. So it's, the joke is most of these men and women, especially from World War II, Korea, don't talk about their service. When they come home, we hear from their kids, they won't shut up. Because now it's it's pride. They feel so great about it. And they've changed the chapter. They understand their final chapters in life. But right. maybe we as a community have helped rewrite it. I've, I've personally seen somebody um, who th this has altered their life to a point whenever, uh, to, to a certain point where they meet with John so that they can discuss how they can put honor flight in their last living will and testament. Like they they want to donate the proceeds of their entire life to Honor Flight because it changed their life that much, and it's absolutely amazing to see that. I mean, tears in the eyes and everything. So, really quick, John, because we have a couple of minutes left in sure. this segment before we get somebody else on the phone line as well. I want to talk about how people can get involved. So, you talked about guardians going and having to pay their way, but there's actual advantages to going, not just pride, but also uh, fun there's, things. There's a lot of bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. um, to finish up. One of Boone's questions of what's the biggest pow, wow, and you just mentioned it with the will. Mm -hmm. When you go to a funeral for a veteran and they're buried in their honor flight t-shirt. Wow. Oh, that's That kind of sums it up right there, what yeah. it meant to them and their family. Um, there are so many bells and whistles. What we tell everyone, if you're a veteran, sign up, period. I don't want to go. I can't go. My health, my energy, whatever. We tell them to sign up. Because what we hear from their family, that mom or dad passed away, so you can take them off the list. But you know how they felt to be on a list to be honored? Mm. That was step one. The other steps are, we have luncheons in town here and around the state of Nevada for the ones that can't or don't ever want to go. We still will honor them. Mm -hmm. So we take a three-day trip and push it into about three hours of a luncheon and still a lot of bells and whistles. Um, and then we, you know, this week we, we had a, a box donated to the rodeo from at the rodeo for Patriot Night. If we don't know who the veterans are, they'll never get invited to the parades and luncheons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I encourage everybody to sign up or go to the Facebook 
watch all the photos and videos of the locals and actually it's not locals it's nationwide mm -hmm. um just veterans great stories um very emotional our facebook averages between five and ten million views a month so we've backed off a little bit of some of the local stuff because our audience is all over the place and Growing, we don't want to yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so we have to be a little bit more general than specific i'm not gonna i'm not gonna screw things up here but i gotta tell you because what we have not done is thank you Exactly. John, what you are doing here is, is not only pivotal in a lot of people's lives, like you've said, you know, the direction of people's lives change after this, not just for them, but for their entire family, and that's their lineage. And we have to honor people, not just for what they've done, but the lineage they've carried on with. And hopefully Correct. that brings it forward to the, the next generation. There you go. Shane White, Cloud Boone Cutler, John Yespa in the studio. Stick around to American Warfighter Radio. We'll be right back. Hi there. Hi there. Does Eddie the Wonder Dog go everywhere with you? Yes, because of Duck Richard, I can take Eddie the Wonder Dog with me. I get so nervous not having Eddie nearby. Dr. Richard has made Eddie the Wonder Dog an official emotional support animal. How does that work? Well, he met with Eddie and me twice and made a mental health assessment and then wrote an official letter naming Eddie as an emotional support dog. Yes, Eddie. Because of the Fair Housing Act of 1967 and the Americans for Disability Act, he posted Eddie as my official emotional support dog on the National Registry. Eddie can be in my home without any additional charge by my landlord, and he can go out in public almost anywhere. It's the law. Wow. Could he help me and my dog Mildred, the average dog? Yes. Call Doc Richard today. He can help you and your wonder dog or cat. Just call 775-683-1108. Call Doc Richard today, 775-683-1108. The Delta and Bonanza Saloons in Virginia City are simply elegant. Imagine ascending the grand staircase and being surrounded by the Victorian elegance and grandeur of the historic banquet rooms. Original crystal chandeliers, mahogany bars, and oak dance floors highlight the eloquently appointed spaces. A truly romantic and unique setting for your wedding, banquets, or holiday parties. Detailed ceremony and menu planning ensures your special event is a memorable occasion. With just one call to Jesse at 775-847-0789, all of your arrangements will be handled by their experienced staff. With your every expectation in mind, including cakes, flowers, photography, videography, music, and party amenities. Complete ceremony and reception packages are available as well as their famous themed weddings. Since 1865, the Delta and Bonanza Saloon's guests have come from every state in the union. Now it's your turn. No event is too large or too small. Let the Delta and Bonanza Saloon's plan your next incredible event. Call Jesse at 775-847-0789. Call Sarasic Dental because you're worth it. They can make your smile perfect. You're gonna Sursic Dental has a $125 special that includes a cleaning, x-rays, a free Sonicare toothbrush, and a free cosmetic makeover consultation. Call 827-1113. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. To find out what's hot and happening, join Lady J for Smooth Jazz Tune-Up. 
Join me Saturdays, 10 to noon, here on America Matters. You're listening to the King of Crocs, Boone Cutler, and Master of Ceremonies, Shane Whitecloud. Two battle buddies with a mission to share veteran news, resources, and interviews on American Warfighter Radio. Shane Whitecloud, Boone Cutler, and John Yespa still in the studio with us uh, from Honor Flight. It's been an amazing uh, afternoon learning about that. Just really quick, I did want to touch on one thing. Uh, John, where can people go online again to submit to be a part of this, whether they want to be a guardian or to put their name on the list? Where can they go? Honor Flight and V. Honorflightnv.org. I'm going to go ahead and, and put that link in our chat really quick because that's something we didn't touch on um, last time. And then on the phone right now. Uh, yeah, Boone? Rob Creel. Okay, he's, he's a friend of mine. He's coming on to talk about bridges for the fallen. If I get any of this screwed up, he'll correct me. And we're going to do an honoring of uh, Michael J. McKinnon, the memorial bridge that's going down in Montana. We're going to talk about that. Like I said, if I got anything uh, wrong about it, he'll let me know. But it looks like the bridge is going over the Missouri River. Uh, it's very exciting stuff, and we're going to talk about this particular warfighter that gave his life for our country and for our freedoms, and uh, it's, it's taking place. He grew up in Helena, Montana, which makes it all the, uh, all the more better. Let's get uh, Rob right on the line right now. Rob, what's going on, brother? What's going on, Boone? Thanks for having me on, brother. Man, you, you sound good out there. I kind of mixed my words a little bit, but you sound great. Did I get any of the information wrong? You did not. Everything you said was absolutely correct. Well, thank you so much, brother. I want to go into it just real quick. Let's lay down the uh, a few of the details. First of all, how did you get involved in Bridges for the Fallen? And, and tell us about this warfighter that we are honoring today on our show. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. I think this is a great thing to do. You know, I mean, a lot of you see a lot of bridges around this country. You go over them on freeways. You go over them, uh, over them when they're over, uh, over rivers. And, and sometimes we, we take it for granted. But what is a bridge? A bridge is something that connects two things together. A bridge, I mean, it's so fitting that we're talking about bridges of the fallen because what is a warfighter? A warfighter is somebody that bridges the gap between freedom and tyranny. And thanks for coming on our show. Tell us about this warfare. Tell us how you got involved. Boone, I got involved with Bridges for the Fallen in probably late 2012. I would say September-ish, maybe. Somewhere in that vicinity. Um, just just because I believe in the mission. Right. And being part, of the, being part of the mission, it's really important that we remember those who gave their life for our country, period. End of story. And the guy who created Bridges for the Fallen is a guy named Rob Mador, a buddy of mine who lives in a little town called Harwich. I think I know like Rob. Literally. Good guy. Great guy. And he's actually flying out here for this uh, bridge dedication, which he doesn't do to all bridge dedications. But he's trying to get to each bridge, uh, at least one bridge bridge dedication in each state. Right. So he's flying out. He'll be here Friday. Uh, the bridge dedication is Saturday. But it's really important, like like you said, Boone. A, a bridge is a. It shows strength and honor and everything else. And once these bridges are dedicated, Boone. Yes. It's permanent. They can't name that bridge anything else. So, when Michael J. McKinnon Bridge, uh, is dedicated this Saturday, mm -hmm. it's going to be. Uh, known as the Michael John McKinnon Memorial Bridge for eternity for for the rest of our lives. That is a beautiful thing, and you know what? You always need a bridge. 
You always need a bridge, just like you always need a warfighter. Let's let's talk about uh, this warfighter. What do you know? What can you tell us? I mean, let's let's put a name, let's put a person to the to this memorial. Tell us about tell us about this warfighter, Captain McKinnon, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Captain Michael John McKinnon, he grew up right here in Helena, Montana, which is my hometown. I grew up here as well, and I'm actually uh, uh, pretty good friends with his older sister, who I've known pretty much my entire life since first grade. Uh, she grad she and I graduated much before, uh, well, quite a few years before Michael did. Right. Uh, Michael graduated Capitol High School in Helena, Montana in 1993, and then uh, he uh, went on to get uh, appointed to the military academy at West Point, and he graduated there in 1997 and worked his way through the ranks and uh, was actually slated to become a major uh, upon their uh, return from deployment in 2005. In mm. mm. 2005, and so he, he lost his life. He gave his life in honor of this country and the dedication for the freedoms that we have, and that was in 2005, Iraq or Afghanistan? Which, which, uh, which area? Uh, he was just outside of Baghdad, Iraq, when uh, his vehicle was hit by an IED. Hmm. Bummer. Yeah, Big man. Bummer. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a definitely a situation. And uh, the family, I, I can't imagine what it must be like for the family members to to be a part of such a great honor. And, uh, you know, all of our warfighters, none should ever be forgetting, for, forgotten from the beginning of time that have served this great country. And this is a way we're honoring this warfighter. Have you been in touch with the family? And, uh, and tell us a little bit about that. What's, what's, what's been some of the sentiment that's been thrown around? Because this is not a slow process. It's taken you nearly seven years, right? Yeah, it's, it'll be seven years this October since we, uh, we had started this. Uh, process of trying to get this bridge. I first contacted, uh, well, I, I got in contact with Rob Mador on how to how to go about this. Uh, he's the founder of Bridges for the Fallen, mm -hmm. and I contacted him. Uh, so I, and then after I contacted him, he gave me a little insight, and I moved on to uh, contacting the family. And with their with their grace and and everything else, they said absolutely, we would love to have this done. So I contacted the father of John McKinnon. Uh, a number of, well, almost seven years ago, and asked if they would be interested in getting a bridge in Michael's name. So, and he gave us their blessing, absolute blessing, uh, after he contacted his daughters and, and the rest of the family. Yeah. And, uh, man, it, it, it's been a process, brother. It's been uh, almost seven years and dealing with the just dealing with the bureaucracy of state governments, probably all around the nation, but. In, for this instance, just in particular with uh, Montana, it's been a it, it was a struggle for the first few years until I kind of figured out what they wanted and what they needed and everything else. And it, it's just um, man, it it came to fruition last year. Finally, they finally approved it. And through family family dynamics, uh, we're just picking them up to uh, actually get the bridge dedicated here this coming Saturday. So I got to ask really quick, Rob, too. What's your personal investment in this? Why why pick this mission? Um, I mean, out of all the missions that are out there, uh, this is something I'd never heard of before. What drew you to this personally? Well, one being I'm a veteran, and I, I really believe in honoring our fallen. Mm -hmm. uh, veterans run deep in my family. Yeah, brother. My father was a Navy vet, end of World War II vet slash, and then he served the rest of his days uh, in the Montana National Guard for. Uh, till 1984, he 
retired the day my brother died who I served with on the same ship, but my brother got out, but that, that's another whole nother story. Uh, so I, I really believe in honoring our veterans. I think it's the most important thing our country can do because uh, I'm a patriot first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are brother. I've known you a while. And that, that's what I know about you and you're a connector too. You like to, you like to link up warfighters that are doing good things with other warfighters that are doing good things. I appreciate you doing that. And it's nothing that you've ever sought any fanfare after, but I, you are a guy out there who does that. He makes that happen and you're very pivotal in the community. I thank you for doing it. Bridges for the Fallen is a wonderful thing. How do people get involved? How do they find out more about this particular bridge dedication and about the organization itself? Well, you can look in your in your in the events in your events section on Facebook, and local to Montana. This will be in the events section in for the Helena area uh, coming up this Saturday uh, at 1 p.m. 1300 military time. You got to be there or B Square if you're in the area. You better be there because it's a huge deal. It's the most patriotic event Montana's ever seen. I'm I'm pretty pretty sure because there's a lot going to be a lot of American flags and uh, a lot of other stuff. I can't really let out of the bag yet but uh you can also look look up bridges for the fallen on facebook or yeah. you can go to www.bridgesforthefallen.com and uh we, we'll hook you up you know if you if anybody out there is looking for a, a bridge for their their lost loved one uh we're the people to go to that, so, that's fantastic. Shane, you had a question. What's yeah, I do actually. I have a, a, a question. Um, so exactly how does this work? Are these are these pre-existing bridges or are they bridges that are being built now? I mean, because you said once a bridge is named, it's named for all eternity. And if it's pre-existing bridges, can those, you know, like can, can we Can take, we go find a bridge right. in like Sonora, California and say, hey, we're putting somebody's name on this? Yeah, and if it already has a name on it, can it be changed to oh, what I, you're I doing Your dedication? It. How's that work? So here's the deal. If the bridge is already named for another person or another entity or whatever it is, we need to find out who actually owns the bridge, whether it be federal, state, or city-level government, who owns it, or the county maybe even owns it. So uh, we figure out who owns it, and then we approach that the bridge owner, whoever that might be, and say, as long as there's no name on it, it's fair game. Let, let's do it. Let's roll with it. And it's, it's a process – uh, and I'm sure every state is different, but like for Montana's uh, bridges, um, we have to have the family write a letter request to get the bridge dedicated. And then it has to go in front of the uh, Montana Department of uh, Transportation Commission. So okay. they only meet like once every three months or something, quarterly, I think. Right. And then we... Uh, we, we move on from there, and once they approve it or disapprove it for whatever reason, if they disapprove it, we keep pushing because we don't take no for an answer. It just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. We do not take no for an answer. You push through it, and if they keep resisting, we go over their head and go up up the chain of command. Good. And, Good. Uh, we, we get it done. It, there's no doubt about that. Like I said, this one's taken almost seven years. Well, we want to get some information uh, from you. We're going to put it on our Facebook page at American Warfighter Radio to find out if you out there in the audience want to get involved, this is how you do that. All of our guests that come on the show get a little bit of that publicity and we pass it around because we want to connect people. This is a community, and the community rallies right here. American Warfighter Radio, we will be right back. 
Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. A new garage door from Overhead Door Company can drastically increase your curb appeal and security. Check out quality garage doors from the genuine, original Overhead Door Company of Sierra Nevada, Reno. Quality service in the heart of Midtown. Look for the red ribbon logo. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. We're up all night, smoking it right, fresh and delicious, through and through. A family tradition is waiting for you, right here at Brothers Barbecue. Cater and Anna Vent are just enjoying lunch. Taste our traditional smoked barbecue beef and pork plates, bowls, sandwiches, Texas taters, and cornbread. For all your catering needs, Brothers Barbecue, 618 South Center Street. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? Uh, What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. You're listening to American Warfighter Radio with Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler. Eliminating the stigma associated with the word veteran. On air... Online, every Wednesday from 1 till 3. Be sure to like their Facebook page to watch live, comment, share, catch up on past episodes of American Warfighter Radio. And there we are. We're back at Shane White Cloud. Reducing with stigma? I think we're creating a new stigma. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, you are for sure. <laughs> well, well, lucky me. 
Look at me. Uh, on the line right now, Rob Creel with uh, Bridges for the Fallen right now. Uh, Captain McKenna, he is being honored in Helena, Helena Montana. Hey, is that the place where the, the book and the movie uh, Bridge Runs, uh, River Runs Through It came from? Yeah, you're damn right. Oh, it, wow. It was, uh, yeah. it was actually yeah. about the, the river that it was actually written about. <laughs> it's called the Blackfoot River, which is about. The Blackfoot, the right. The lo- lower and upper Blackfoot, right? Yeah, mostly yeah. the upper Blackfoot. Uh-huh. And I, uh, weirdly enough, I used to be a fly fishing guide on that river. Wow, man. Great movie. Great movie. I suggest everybody watching. It, it kind of gets you in tune to what that area is like, right? I mean, because I'm sure the culture is still very similar. Oh, the culture is still very similar. Yeah. In fact, uh, this area of Montana, local to Helena and just north of Helena, actually where, where, where this bridge dedication is going down is – Probably the most touted fly fishing area in the lower 48, without mm-hmm. any doubt. Yeah. Without yeah. any doubt whatsoever. And the Blackfoot River uh, actually flows, the, like the Missouri River flows close to Helena, and then it kind of flows kind of north and east a little bit, and then uh, eventually ends up in the Gulf of Mexico. But the, the Blackfoot River actually flows into... Um, it flows into the uh, Wachamajiggy River between Oregon and and Washington. The Wachamajiggy, yeah, that's a that's a very it's a military term. Yes, the Wachamajiggy, yeah, you know the Colorado, the Colorado yeah. River is what you're talking about, right? And, and, no, it's the Columbia River. That's what I said, Columbia River in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But coming Sandy out of the Missouri. Right. Close to the Blackfoot. Yep. I'd also like to point yep. out that Rob's also a Navy veteran as well. He so. is, but I don't hold it against him. What are you trying to say? I don't yeah, know. That's right. why he was good with bodies <laughs> No, so, that's fantastic. Hey, but we want to hook you guys up. We did a little bit of thing on the break that uh, a lot of people didn't didn't hear unless you're paying attention to the Facebook feed, uh, American Warfighter Radio on Facebook. But we just hooked up John Yespa with Rob uh, uh, the, on our flight Nevada with Bridges for the Fallen. And mm-hmm. you guys got some, some planning to do. We could probably make yeah. some things happen. John, why don't you give us an update? What happened on the break, man? Because I already forgot it. <laughs> Thing about he'll remember yeah, the yeah. movie from years ago and the book, and the river that runs right, through right, it, right? But so what just happened five minutes ago, though? On the Wichamacall, do you use the thingamabob for lure? Oh, yeah, every okay. now and then, yeah, exactly. What you go? Um, no, I think if we identify a bridge in this town, yeah, we mm-hmm. identify a warfighter that we want to get behind and name it, I right. think we can do that. I think we can start next week. Yeah, we've already had a suggestion too. So uh, we don't put that out public yet because we don't want to volunteer anybody. Just saying, we we had a suggestion for a bridge. So we've already got kind of a a plan of action in mind as far as where can we go. Because a lot of times, whenever I think of a bridge, it's already been named, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about it in the area, this one's so and so and so and so. But thanks to Rob, now we know that maybe that name isn't concrete. Maybe it can be changed. (laughs) And then there's also we're gonna do we're gonna get a bridge named. We're gonna do a live shot. From the bridge naming Maybe ceremony. we can get Rob here to help us with the naming ceremony. Hey, Rob, you want to come out here and drink beer with me? He's Navy. Well, maybe not with you, but with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you've heard my, repu- he's heard, he's heard my reputation, oh, evidently. Well, by the way, by the way, Boone, <laughs> yeah, uh, Scott McEwen uh, sends his best, the, the author of American Sniper and the American Sniper series. He's actually going to be at my house here in like an hour. Oh, wow. Oh, he's fun to drink with, man. I'll tell you what. Can you give him our information? Maybe we can get him as a guest on a future show. I know, Scott. I'll call him. 
Yeah, tell Scott he's going to have to come on the show pretty soon. He's, he's a great guy, and uh, we've had a lot of fun together. too with this bridge thing, with this new upcoming bridge thing. And so this bridge thing you're, you're talking about, is that there in Reno, or where is it? Probably. We'll start local and yeah. expand throughout the state. Right. Well, I think so. Yeah. I'm on board. I'll help you know it. that big-ass bridge they just built going to training, uh, Carson Boone, City? I have a buddy who's coming I up here flying in Friday night. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell you his name because uh, just for reasons, TSA's but he's a former SEAL, uh-huh. and he's a buddy of mine, and he's he's in the movie industry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But he's trying, uh, he's trying to get really a bridge name for his brother-in-law, who was uh, Army, and he was KIT in 1993 or 94 in a C-141 that got blown up on a runway or a ramp. Or yeah, something I remember. Like that. I remember that very well. It's the uh, the green ramp disaster at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah. And we're trying to get a, a bridge name for him in in, uh, in San Diego. So that's going to be a little part of the thing that I'm going to help him out with too. So another up and coming thing that his brother his brother was was part of that. Brother in law. His brother in law was part of that. Yep, his brother in law was KIT in that accident. Yep. Yeah, I, I, have a, I have some very good friends that were killed during that day. I was uh, anyway. It doesn't matter about me, but yeah, I would love to jump uh, on that on board with that. Uh, yeah. I was a brag when that happened, and uh, you know, you know me, bro. I, I probably overextend myself more than I should, but I just can't help it, man. I love this community, and uh, this is what I do. This Same is my way, this is my yeah. family. You can't say no. Can't say no. Yeah, can't we say all no. look out for each other. That's for damn sure. And I got to tell you, I'm l- really looking forward to. I mean, before this show even started, I didn't know what Bridges for the Fallen was, and now I'm super excited about the idea of doing one right here even just in Reno uh, and much less throughout the entire state of Nevada. Everything and that's the point of the yeah. show, not just to talk about ourselves, what we Connect got going on, but connecting <laughs> the dots, bringing people together, actually being a nexus point for people that are doing good things and honoring people that need to be honored. That's what we do. Right? Absolutely. Sound off, goddamn it. Huh? Yes or no? Shane, I'm talking yes. to you, man. Yes. Outstanding. <laughs> I, I just got a message from Ross Perra. <laughs> so I, I was trying to keep from up Ross with our Facebook Perot? feed. Ross Perra. Oh, they said Ross yeah, Perra. I was like, damn, Ross Perra's calling in. He's writing a check already. <laughs> uh, Ross Perra says there's a veteran outreach event on July 5th at the uh, VFW bunker So here in Reno. So. And Ross Perra, as a Navy man, built the Air Force Memorial in D.C. See, there you go. And here's the, here's the crazy thing, and, and I just want to touch back on this because we brought this up with uh, Lisa Howard when she was in here, talking about her dedication to our veterans and, and the fact that she's the director of the VA hospital and she's actually never served. John, what's your fascination with the warfighter community? Parole and probation. Yeah, we can't talk about that. (laughs) In terms of my parole, yeah. So I mean, serve one way or another. What's that? You do what you do. Why? What is your? I don't have an answer for that. I really don't. I'm not blowing that off. I I get that question asked a lot. you know, but years of therapy. I'm sure I'll like dig down. People and like me and Boone and, and and even Rob Rob here. You know, we, we we have that certain dedication to our fellow veteran. You're doing it out of a sense of patriotism that just runs so deep. I think it's absolutely amazing, and I think it's. Well, worth I don't think you out. have to. I don't think you. Ha- well, I don't think you are a person that has to have served to right. be patriotic for your country. And I absolutely agree. And with that. how many things can you do that are more patriotic than honoring those who have served, whether you served or not? And that's my point. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so we want to honor not just you know not just the war fighters out there, but everybody in the warrior class. And what is someone in the warrior class? It's basically anybody that's that supports those that are willing to stand behind or in front of a gun to defend this great country. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you, John. Yeah. And David Sousa says, happy birthday, TK. 
So uh, whoever TK is. Troy Kilpatrick. There you go. Troy, Troy Kilpatrick. It's his birthday, birthday today. I want to send you a shout out. There you go. All He's right. doing good things. He's a good warfighter. He's working out there at Tesla. Great connector for warfighters out there at Tesla. If, you, if you're out there at Troy Kilpatrick, he's your guy. He's your hookup. And uh, just, just love him to death. He's doing good stuff. So we've got a lot of events coming up here uh, locally I, I want to touch on really quick. Uh, Reno Rodeo is coming up this weekend. Um, Patriot night, big night. Uh, Friday. So make sure that you – Are you, you going to uh, be doing mutton busting? No, not me. <laughs> not having it. I will kill those poor sheep. You're short enough. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to get reported to. <laughs> not again. Right. Last time I was around a mutton, there was a police report. I need Velcro gloves for that. That's for them Oklahomans out there. <laughs> Oklahomans. The waiters. Thanks for the Oklahoma joke. Yeah, there you go. Oklahoma. So um, we also got some events coming up. Uh, this coming up Monday, if you are in the Reno, Nevada area or surrounding area, northern Nevada, at uh, um, Grand Sierra Resort at the pool, they're doing a, a big uh, uh, Christmas. Oh, and I June heard event. about that. Come yeah. work on your tan at the pool. Exactly. So yeah. from four to eight o'clock in the evening, uh, if you're a military veteran or even not, uh, come on out. Bring your whole family. Uh, bring a toy if you have any kids. For each kid, bring a toy. And at the end of the event, they're going to do a big toy exchange, just like they would on Christmas. And so it's going to be a lot of fun but it's just a way to a network veterans to get together beautiful let's close out rob rob give a plug for uh, bridges of the fong how what's the website how can people get involved how can they give got 10 seconds go it's www.bridges for the fallen just exactly as it's pronounced dot com outstanding Period. brother well, hey, we don't really take many donates everything is out of our own pocket for the most part but we're, we're to the point where we need to start uh, accepting donations for the states who don't uh, donate the bridges and charge the families. Fantastic. And we're going to get you uh, linked up with John Yespa and see what we can make happen here in Reno. Also, we give a shout-out to Wynema Ranch. Wynema Ranch, one of the sponsors of the show. They're doing fantastic. If you guys want to see more about Wynema Ranch, go to the Facebook page, American Warfighter Radio. Shane, what else, man? That's about it. We need to uh, wrap this up here pretty quick, but thanks for tuning in to the second episode of American Warfighter Radio. I think I'm going to dub this one Honor. I think that's the name of the show. We did a lot of honoring on this show. I think there's a lot of honoring, yeah. All right, here we go. Shane Whitecloud, Boone Cutler, and this is American Warfighter Radio. See you next week. Now go F yourself. Let's <laughs> set the record straight. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. This is Sparta! You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. What is your major malfunction? We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Army training, sir! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You can't handle the truth. It's classified. I can tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Good night, ladies.